episode two of Messy Action. So this episode is a little different from the first one because it's just me talking on the episode. Um, So I hope you're not sick of me already. I am talking about my one of one of the many stories that I have from Tanzania. Um, Tanzania is one of my most favorite places and this story is kind of the first transformational travel experience I had, at least that I um, that I can remember. And so I thought it would be kind of a, a good starting point for for my stories. Um, so I hope you enjoy. So I am sitting at my desk right now looking through pictures of when I was living in Tanzania and working at a school um, outside of the town called Moshi. Um, I think Moshi is like a pretty touristy town. It's at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. So there's a lot of people coming to do treks um, or safaris. So you might have heard of it. Um, I was working at a school that was um, just outside of the city, or Moshi, I wouldn't call it a city, like a large town, (laughs) Um, and I worked in a village called Mabogini, and it was a very poor area where most of the people made their living off of... um, Uh, farming in the rice fields and I think they made something like two dollars a day working all day in the fields Um, this was I got that information I think back in like 2014 and 15 so I don't know what it's like now but um, yeah you can just imagine working for two dollars a day in the sun backbreaking kind of work Um, just to support your family. So it was pretty eye-opening. And I would say this was, I think, the first time I experienced like real um, kind of in-your-face poverty. Um, But I'm going to talk about a specific day that I was there. Um, But let let me paint you the picture first. So I was working at a school. Um, This school had, you know, four walls, a roof. (laughs) I think there were five classrooms inside. Um, And then uh, another little building that was the toilets. And that was it. And then there was this kind of big area outside where... um, you know, that's where the kids would play and whatnot. Um, it was actually, I think it was built by past volunteers, or maybe not built by them, but they helped fund the building of it, which is pretty cool. So this school is called KYGN, which stands for Kilimanjaro Young Girls in Need. And they don't just take girls. I think it started out like that, but um, it's grown quite a lot. Um, but this day that I'm talking about, it was, I guess, maybe in like the middle of their um, of their growth when I got there. And 
there was this one okay so the village let me keep painting the picture <laughs> the village um you know the houses that made up the village were made out of mud and sticks and straw some stones just very kind of primitive very minimal homes that were usually one big room and then there was one area with a bed and then either the kitchen was on the other side of the room or it was outside I say kitchen very loosely um, and there's usually usually multiple generations living in the home so you'll have the kids you'll have the parents you'll have the grandparents and they're all sharing one or two beds um it's just very minimal space and very minimal um what's the word i don't want to say appliances because there weren't appliances but um, you know, the kitchen, for example, was um, basically like a little hole in the ground where they would make the fire and then like one big pot that they would use. Um, this is just what I saw in a few of the homes that I um, had the privilege to visit. So it could be, you know, it could be different in other homes that I hadn't seen. So I'm just basing everything off of what what I saw personally and the you know the neighbors all knew each other it was one big community it was actually really really special to have been a part of that community and on this particular day um we were working at the school i think we were actually painting the school that day or we were doing something where we had to wait for supplies and I guess there was an issue with their uh, water system. So they, they did have kind of like little spouts all over the village where, you know, they could turn the spout on, get their water. Um, so, and I guess it came like through kind of like a well system. I don't know exactly how it worked. But I guess one day there was a problem with the... Um, with the well system or with like the little spigots so they we noticed that there were a lot of people there are a lot of adults mainly um carrying buckets of water just all over the place and we found out that we found out that there was an issue and we decided you know we asked can we help you you know we're just waiting on supplies right now anyways so we have the time and of course they were like yes please <laughs> so I do remember there was this one giant hole I guess it was well um that this woman I just remember seeing this woman just like badass pulling this rope up that had a bucket attached to it which was filled with water and she was just hauling it up with her arms. It's not easy to do that. I tried. <laughs> I had tried to help. I mean, I did, but it was tough. Um, and so I remember we had a couple of males and then a, a couple of females um, volunteers. So, of course, the men were like, oh, we got this. <laughs> um, so I helped a little bit on that. And actually, I think we, we accidentally, like, 
broke the rope and the bucket fell into the well at one point. So maybe we were less of a help and more of a hindrance. But um, you'll see throughout the story that it was actually kind of a fun experience for everyone. So anyways, we, we fixed, we got a new rope, got a new bucket, fixed all that up. We're hauling up buckets of water and then handing full buckets to the other people around who would then go around the village and drop them off at different houses. Um, and then there were some kids, you know, they're seeing these white people like carrying buckets of water around the village. So of course they get curious um, and come to help. So it was kind of a mix of us, these white volunteers, um, the the local village people that were helping, you know, that were that had started it. And then these kind of younger children that were helping and like cheering us on. And, you know, when we would pass somebody carrying buckets of water, we would like give them, you know, some nice words of support, um, practicing our Swahili. Um, and I think we did this for a few hours. And I mean, the village, it's not that big comparably, but when you're carrying buckets of water, it feels very large. And one of, I think the things that sticks out in my mind is, you know, I'm carrying water to these people's homes that have basically nothing to their name. You know, they make hardly anything working in the fields. They, you know, they have to share a huge bed with multiple generations. And yet they were some of the happiest people that I had ever met. They, it was like they all had each other's backs. They were all in it together. There was this really strong sense of community there was this um kind of just love that you could feel with everyone and yeah this happiness of like we know what we have and we we don't need anything else like we have each other we have our kids we have our health and that's all we need and it was just so it was I gained a new perspective that day. I was like, you know, and I was, I think I was like 22 at the time. Um, so I was not how I am today with like a little more empathy and just more awareness of self and others around me. I was, you know, 22 year old drinking a lot, partying a lot, um, you know, wanting to explore the world and, and I think this was, and this was the beginning of me, it, of my travels. Um, I had been to Ireland a couple years before, and I think that was the first time that I like solo traveled um, and caught, you know, the, the quote unquote travel bug. And then I came to Tanzania and this was the first time that I felt that transformational travel experience and I was like, oh, I, I feel changed because of what I experienced today and because of the people that I met and because of this new perspective that I got to see. And it made me, 
um, it made me want more of that. It made me want to get to know the people in the village more. It made me want to experience even more cultures. It made me want to help out in this kind of unique way that I that I had the privilege of doing that day with helping them carrying water. Um, I think a lot of people that go to volunteer, they go to schools to teach English or to help out in a school. And I, knowing what I know now, I see that there's so many negatives to that, which I'm going to talk about in a, in another episode, it's just going to be dedicated on volun- volunteering, volunteerism, whatever you want to call it. Um, but for this one, I'll just say it. Um, I lost my train of thought. Volunteering. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> um, when you go to volunteer you know maybe it's even building a school or maybe it's working at a school or working in conservation whatever it may be you don't often get the chance to directly help a community like in a moment of crisis and make an impact for them but also for yourself so the day that we got to help carry the water I just think was so special and and I think this village you know is one of the luckier ones where they actually have water like within the village that they can access and I know that in a lot of other countries people have to walk miles a day like kids can't even go to school because they have to make sure that they can get the water that day and it takes them all day and I I I've read a lot about these organizations and charities that are building wells in in the communities and I just I love those projects um one that just immediately comes to mind is um I just had it in my head. I can even picture it. They have like those yellow jerry cans on their website. Charity, charity water? Wait, let me just Google this. <laughs> charity water, that is it. Okay. <laughs> um, so the, there are, you know, it, it's a big issue, I guess is just what I'm trying to get at is not having access to water directly in your village, which is another thing that I took for granted, just being able to turn the tap on and have water to drink, have water to bathe in. It's um, it's a privilege that I am now more conscious of. And yeah, so going back to the village, having water having access to water right where they are even that is even that is considered to be a privilege um and yeah so there's just so many layers of that day that I really took away from you know just being able to help the community being able to witness that depth of poverty and the happiness that surrounded the people 
and having that perspective change within me or I guess gained within me and having my perception on my life changed I've from that moment and you know it's just increased from there I've felt a lot more grateful for what I have um and you know I I take less for granted like with the water or with having access to food and a car and just money even if it's not that much but like being able to feed myself and have a roof over my head you know these are things that not everybody has or if they have it's um it might not be you know the safest so yeah gained a new perspective felt very got a lot more gratitude for what I do have um And then the connection that I was able to build within that community from that day was very special. Um, I think when I first got there and first started working at the school, volunteering, I should say, at the school, I, you know, I knew the kids that came to the school. I knew the woman at the shop where I would sometimes go to get, um, like, little candies for, for the students. And that was pretty much it. And, you know, you never know what the people in the village think of you, especially when you're coming in to work with their kids. And so having that time to just spend with them, even if you can't understand each other, you still, you know, you can figure out body language. You can you can look at facial expressions. You can kind of just like feel the energy and and get to know people that way and I think um after that day we were just seen as like allies and friends and people that are here to support them and not you know at least I wasn't there to like shove my American ways down their throat no I just wanted to I wanted to learn from them I was hope hope that they would learn something from me um and hopefully make at least a little bit of an impact. Um, But I think when I first went there and first decided to volunteer there, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I didn't really set an intention. Like I said, I was 22. I didn't even know what the hell setting an intention meant. (laughs) So... uh, now things are a lot more different and I do set intentions and I can feel the energy easier and I'm just a lot more aware of myself of the people around me of my impact Um, but you know you got to start somewhere and starting in another country to start gaining that awareness I think just accelerates that process And that's why I'm so um, for people traveling and I want people to to get something out of their travels Um, other than pictures for Instagram, you know, I I want to show people that you can travel and you can come away a changed person 
but you can also travel and come back as the same person. The difference being you have to do the work and you have to just bring on awareness while you're traveling. And that makes, I think that makes all the difference. Um, If you are aware of who you are and you are in this new country or even if it's in a different you know part of your country you can you know you can have a change in in any atmosphere if you just allow yourself to um and that's what i'm hoping people will take away from this podcast and um my coaching services so I think that is where I will end it today. Um, I hope you got something out of this, whether it's, ooh, I want to go visit Tanzania and connect with the people there, which I highly recommend. It is one of my most favorite places. It is such a starkly, starkly, is that a word? (laughs) It is now. Um different culture to what I've I grew up in you know I'm from the U.S. and where people are you know they're a little bit guarded everybody has their personal space um you know you might not want to talk to people sometimes and you know usually people can understand that However, in Tanzania, you their personal space just give it up right when you step off the plane. It's you're not gonna ever have it while you're there. <laughs> um, I remember on multiple occasions just holding somebody's hand through an entire conversation. You know, like you you would usually shake someone's hand, drop it, and then give yourself give yourselves your kind of personal space. But the, the Tanzanians, yeah, they just want to hold your hand. They want to be all up in your bubble. And it's a little jarring at first. But then if you can just like accept it and learn to enjoy it, it's, it's such a special experience. Holding somebody's hand while you're talking to them, the stranger, like how cool is that? <laughs> um Maybe I should start implementing that into my life here and just see what happens. <laughs> Although with COVID things, maybe not. <laughs> um, I'll wait for it to chill out and then uh, I'll, I'll start holding people's hands that I don't know. See how uncomfortable they get. Um, anyways, I digress. So yes, visit Tanzania. It's such a wonderful place. There's so much strength in especially the women there. They, uh, they're so inspiring. If you need like an inspirational boost, just go to Tanzania. I love it. I could talk about Tanzania and the culture all day. Um, so maybe I'll just have another episode just about the culture you know who knows this is this is my podcast and it's all about messy action so I can basically do whatever I want right (laughs) um okay so I hope you enjoyed 
and I'll see you on the next one. I hope you liked everything about that episode. And if you did like the episode, then please leave a review and some stars, hopefully five. And if you didn't like it, then please don't leave a review. (laughs) Um, You can catch new episodes here on Spotify every Tuesday. And I look forward to you hearing the next one.